Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. Well, this afternoon, I'm delighted to have a local boy racing driver, Tom Oliphant, uh, who's just about to embark on another season of the British Touring Car Championship. Good afternoon, Tom. How are you? Afternoon, Gary. Yeah, I'm really good, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it's always a... exciting to talk about the new season. Absolutely. No, it's a pleasure. Well, you mentioned that, and it's on the back of a great season that you had last year, uh, Tom. But take us back, before we get into uh, what, what you're doing now, take us back. How did it all begin? Well, I grew up in Tarpoli, um, which is about a couple of minutes from Alton Park, and the high school Tarpley Kart has a, has a karting team, Tarpley Karting Team, and you know it's one of the biggest in the country, and it competes in a, a championship called Natska, which is sort of a National Schools Association of Karting, and it was all designed in the early 70s, where design technology students could build uh, go karts and, and whack sort of a lawnmower engine on it or something like that, um, and then compete against other schools, and it started in car parks, and then so when I competed, it was on national tracks and you know, had a proper competition and stuff like that. And that's how I got into it. Um, you know, I didn't do the traditional route, which a lot of drivers do, which is get into karting through family. I was the first person in my family to ever race uh, or show any interest in it. And yeah, that really, I feel, gave me an edge. I was able to get into the sport without any pressure, um, competing for fun, made a lot of friends. And um, I did that until I left high school. And it's still one of the fondest memories uh, I've got of, of racing and, and off the back of schools karting I actually got my opportunity to race in Europe uh, I won a prize to get a free drive in Europe and therefore I raced for the next five years in Europe um, in karting and, and that really sort of set me on my way for my racing career Oh fantastic, now once you, when you left uh, high school you went on to Warwick University so presumably you were still racing karts during university as well Tom were you? Yes, I was. I went on. I've got two master's degrees from Warwick University, one in engineering and one in business. And throughout the first sort of three or four years of university, I was always at a racetrack. So I missed out on a fair few nights out on weekends, <laughs> but still able to make a lot of friends. And I also ran the motorsport team within Warwick and we had a big club there. So it's been very much a part of my life all the way through. And it was only really when I left university and I got offered a job as a headhunter in London where I sort of sat down and assessed my life and what I wanted out of it. And, you know, I, I agreed with my parents, but I, I really couldn't look at myself in the mirror if I gave up racing as a potential career um, and I needed to try it. So I turned down a job and started a business um, for my racing. And, you know, that was sort of nine years ago now. And I never thought I'd be a touring car driver when I was 10 years old falling asleep before a race meeting. But, <laughs> you know, I now am. And, and that's an absolutely... It's just an incredible experience, you know. I can't, I can't describe it in words. It's just, you know, a proper dream come true. Oh, fantastic! Now, I was putting questions together for you last night, so I've got a couple here, if you don't mind, from my wife. And I said to her, I said, you know, what about it? Because she loves motor racing as well. And um, she, I said, you know, a couple of questions for Tom. So she's come up with, how did you fare in your in your driving test, and what was your first car? Ah, uh, that's. Um not a good question for me really I, I failed my driving test twice um, <laughs> <laughs> considering I'd been driving for sort of seven years um, competitively and I could jump in a go-kart um, and, and compete all across Europe at the front end yeah I, I failed my driving test twice the, um, I failed it the first time for being too confident apparently that's what he told me yes um, yeah. and he accused me of not looking in my mirrors enough whereas 
you know, through the racing, I've sort of developed 180-degree vision, and I don't need to move my head to, to see the mirrors. And he took that as not looking in them. Um, and, and actually, I was. <laughs> so obviously, there's no defense for that, so I failed. And then, um, and then the second time, I decided to sort of over not not be overconfident but try and exaggerate the fact that I wasn't as confident as I was and, and so I got failed for being underconfident basically the next time and <laughs> I gave a cyclist too much room which I didn't even think was a thing so um so I failed for that and then yeah I passed a third time which yeah not my confidence a little bit but it, it's kind of ironic now it's a funny story I tell and you know it, it kind of made me I say appreciate how hard the little things are. Um, Absolutely. So that was funny. And, and then obviously my first car was a Renault Clio 1.4. Um, and I picked it because it was the only car I could buy um, that had 100 horsepower. Uh, and I wanted three figures. So um, <laughs> yeah, that was why I purchased it. Didn't, didn't worry about how heavy it was. Like my mates with Saxos were faster than me, but I just wanted 100 horsepower to brag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love it. And we'll come back to that in a moment because, of course, you started your racing career, well, your, uh, your, your track racing with uh, with Renault, uh, I think, as well, didn't you? But I just want to say yeah. is that you're in good company on that uh, on that driving test because Damon Hill passed on his third time and also so did I. Okay. So there you well, go. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. I'm testing <laughs> for success. Aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, tell me, you know, this season you're back with Team BMW, and after a race win and four podiums last year, what's the aim for this year? I mean, you're starting on a high, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when uh, two years ago I, I signed a two-year deal with BMW and, that, and, and WSR, and that came to an end at the back end of last season. And I kind of looked at my progression, um, specifically against Colin. Um, he's been in the sport for 17 years and obviously won four titles and you know my my third year in touring cars um, you know I was quite close um, on average of one and a half tenths off in the qualifying obviously won my first race got more podiums and finished sixth in the championship and, and really helped BMW win the manufacturing team's titles so I really wanted to continue that progress um, looking at the other teams most of them run from wheel trailer cars you know, I've got much more experience in rear-wheel drive cars and having learned how a team works, learned how a car is, been a big part of that development through the last couple of years. I really just wanted to continue that and, you know, stay with the same car, same mechanics, same engineers, same team to build on that. And, I, I, you know, I've no idea what will happen this year, but I know that I am in the best place I've ever been to really give a good shot at competing for the title. So... I have to stay. <laughs> <laughs> of course, absolutely. Well, of course, you mentioned that you're in the best place because uh, I'm right in thinking, aren't I? Team BMW are, are sort of, it's Dick Bennett and West Surrey Racing that are actually racing the cars. It is. And, you know, the, yeah, I mean, Dick Bennett has got a massive history stemming all the way back to the 70s and 80s, uh, all the way from New Zealand, working with Ron Dennis and McLaren before they became McLaren. And, you know, uh, to be one of his drivers is a real honour. Um, that experience and the amount of titles they've won, um, I, I think it's either teams or manufacturers, they've won the last six years. And I think we might be able to win the record seventh. Or, you know, I might be five and six, but, you know, just that pedigree um, 
is a big factor. I think if you're going to race touring cars in the UK, I think every driver on the grid wants to race for, for WSR at some point in their career. They're, they're effectively like Ferrari of the Formula One world. Absolutely, yeah. And to put uh, you know even more on that, the you know the play- people like Ayrton Senna, Rubens Barrichello, Mika Hakkinen, Eddie Irvine, they've all st- they've all come through the ranks at WSR, haven't they? They have. I think um, there's a stat saying Dick Bennett is solely responsible for bringing 18 Formula One drivers to Formula One, which is you know an incredible stat. And he's um, well known across the world as one of the best influential people, most influential people in motorsport who've never worked in Formula One. And yeah, it's an honour to race for him. It's an honour to be on the same you know wall as Ayrton Senna. You know, make a hack and all those drivers you mentioned, and you know, you walk into their office and they've got helmets from those drivers. And you know, one day I want you know my helmet to be on there, and I want my trophies to be alongside theirs. And you know, that's just a really, it's a lifelong goal achieved. You know, I'm never going to get to Formula One, and this is my chance of having my name alongside some of the best drivers ever in the world. So it's a great experience and it's a real honour and I think every single driver that ever drives for WSR will say the same. Yeah, absolutely. And you say, you know, you're, you're in touring cars. I mean, the one great thing about touring cars, it's brilliant entertainment for the spectators, isn't it? I think it is anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Formula One has this, um, people think it's boring and, and to be quite fair, a lot of the races are and, you know, I enjoy watching it because I understand everything behind the scenes because obviously I've got great knowledge of the industry and I know what's going on but to the, to the normal viewer it can come across as really dull. Touring cars is action packed, you know we're never more than a couple of inches off each other's bumpers or, or less a lot of times and there's obviously a bit more action, a bit more bumping, barging and a lot of the times some crashes and you know it just adds to the excitement, we're not an aero based car so we can follow really closely, we, we rely on mechanical grip they're just good fun, they're loud, and the access that people and fans can get at the race meeting is just, you know, for a 30, 35 pound ticket, you can get right to our trucks, you can tap us on the shoulder and ask for an autograph, you can ask us for a photograph, and obviously before COVID and after COVID, it's been much more possible, but I just think it's a brilliant sport to be involved in, and really as a racing driver, it's the first series that's made me feel like a racing driver on a race weekend, oh. you know, signing autographs for, for small children. And, you know, I had a Ricard Rydell signed poster on my wall throughout my childhood, which my dad queued up for hours to get. And I now know what that means. I now have kids in front of me asking for my autograph. And that's a really cool thing to think that maybe one of them might be a touring car driver in 10, 20 years time. And, you know, the rotation starts again. So, it's um, the fans make touring cars for the drivers as much as we make it for the fans. So it's a brilliant thing to be a part of. Absolutely. And we were talking off air, Tom, about you know sort of following your journey through the season. So I've got an idea. Further, once we get into the season and we've got the race results, and you're going to come back on the show, we'll we'll do a little bit of a quiz, and the giveaway will be a signed photograph of Tom Oliphant. Is that okay? Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. We we'll really want to you know, support the local fans around my hometown. It's, it's brilliant to sort of give something back. And, yeah, I mean, why not? A little bit of Q&A. You can put me to the test, ask me some awkward questions that I might not know the answer to as well. <laughs> well, talking about the listeners and the fans, I've got a couple of uh, quick questions for you. Favourite track that you've raced on? Uh, Favourite track I've raced on in the UK is Donington. I always love that track. little soft spot for Knock Hill, and that might not be in the, you know, it's in the UK. But 
Um, best track I've ever raced on is Le Mans by, by far. Um, oh, that experience was just incredible. I raced a Porsche around there and um, yeah, no, that's, that's still the best racing memory I've got, I think. Oh, fantastic. And of course, Knock Hill up in Scotland, it was a, it was the local track for David Coulthard, wasn't it? I believe. It was, yes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a big track in motorsport history. It's never really changed. Um, it's still got one of the most challenging corners, a blind chicane, where in touring cars, at least, it's really quite good fun. You just lift and send it over the brow and, and pray you stay on the track at the bottom. So um, it's a brilliant track. I love going up there. Um, and you know, hopefully we'll have a really good round this year. Had a bit <laughs> bad luck last year. Right, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that one. So we talked, Le Mans is your favourite, I can fully understand that, yeah. love that place. Uh, what about a track that you haven't raced on but you'd love to race as a one there? Oh, well, that's easy. I mean, it's got to be Bathurst um, in Australia. I just, I want to drive the mountain section. I think it's just incredible. My dream car would be to drive an Aussie V8 um, around Bathurst and you never know, one day that might happen. Um but yeah, that's my one track that I've just got to tick off my list before I uh, before I stop. Before you hang up your racing gloves, your helmet, and uh, and your yep. boots, kind of thing. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, and f- <clears throat> and finally, Tom, with the season uh, sort of coming up, when can we see you in action in your first race? So the first race has been pushed back a little bit, but we start at Thruxton. I believe it's the eighth of May. Um, but yeah, it's definitely in May, and you can catch us on ITV4 live. Um, and yeah, it'll be a great show. Um, I think Thruxton, we visit there twice this year. I think Thruxton with no weight for the first qualifying will be really interesting. It's a very unique track, so that'll add a bit of excitement. Um, and then, yeah, we've got 10 rounds across the next sort of six months after that. So it's going to be really action packed, and I'm sure it'll be amazing for the fans whether they can be there or not. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, fantastic! Well, we'll keep in touch and we'll give it the big, you know, the the, the big sort of push before um, uh, the eighth of May. Uh, so that would be great. So, Tom, you know, good luck for the season. We'll be following you all the way here on the Cat uh, one hundred seven point nine. Thank you for coming on. We're going to play a track that uh, you always used to play uh, in the car on the way to a race meeting with your dad when you were across in Wales. So it's Layla yeah. by Derek and the Dominoes. Would you like to introduce it? Yeah, well, this is a track that's very close to my heart. Like Gary said, it's uh, something I listened to with my dad a lot and uh, won many trophies afterwards. So, um, yeah, enjoy the track. And this is Layla. Brilliant. Tom, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Cheers, Gary. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.